Welcome back to the Point Guard Cast with your host Sean and Corey. I'm Corey. I'm Sean. What up? What up? What up, man? How you been? All right. How you been? It's been a long time, man. About a month. I know it's been too long. I hate it, but you know life happens sometimes. So yeah. Well, let's get back on track. Yeah. At least we back at it now. We, I yeah. don't think we'll never. We don't think we'll ever take another another month off again. Especially with the playoffs about to start, WNBA is about to start. So yeah, we got a lot of content to get. We had a lot of content before. But you like you said, life happens. I'm dealing with some stuff, so we need to go ahead and get it back in order. Get back. Yeah, on track. We'll, we'll get it going. We'll get it going. Speaking of the season, um, only got about six or seven games left left in the regular season oh, of the NBA. That's the crazy too. Start. That's that's quick. That went by fast. It did. Especially it the second by. half of the season. The first half of the season kind of went by a little slow, right? But the second half went by. about it yeah we'll get into it we'll get into it um but yeah so speaking of the season how have you felt about this season i've been a little checked out because of all the injuries that's been happening around the league right i I hate to see players get injured and it's like the marquee players are getting injured like donovan mitchell kevin durant lebron anthony davis obviously me being a laker fan um who else has been injured uh James Harden recently. James Harden's been injured. Kyrie's been out. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much all marquee players except for the the Suns. The Suns are the only team, really, that's had a healthy team throughout, really, I think, right? Pretty much, has yeah. Giannis, has Giannis missed any extended time? Uh, that's a good question. So. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. So. Probably not, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. The, the Heat's had injuries. Like, everybody's had injuries, pretty much. Right, right. And it's definitely affected a lot of teams with this shorter season and this crazy schedule. Like, if you look at the rest of the schedule for the... I mean, pretty much the schedule has been, like, teams are playing, like, every other day. But if Mm -hmm. you look at these last seven games, like, teams are really playing, really truly playing every other day. A lot of them are back-to-backs also. So, these last six games are going to be crazy, too. And hopefully teams can continue or teams who have been able to avoid it can continue to avoid this injury bug but speaking of the injury bug um one of the premier teams that have been affected by it the most has been the lakers mm-hmm. that's like you pretty mentioned. much the primary reason i've been checked out of the season right of course of course um so you had anthony davis who's missed nine weeks and you had LeBron James, who's missed 20 games and, and now on top of missing 20 games lebron might miss two additional games um, because of that high ankle sprain injury, I think um, that's just because of rest, though, right? I think it is being cautious, but then I also believe that I mean he, he did kind of tweak it. Yeah, he said he had some pain and soreness, so I think it's a precautionary thing, but also it may be just to watch the soreness because they're gonna definitely gonna need him come playoff time, um, especially with them being the fifth or sixth seed in the West right now. I mean, being fifth to sixth seed is not really too far fetched from being in that seventh spot and being in that playing tournament, which clearly they don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's they're gonna need him down the stretch. But it's interesting; their last seven games are actually pretty interesting. So they've got to play at the Clippers, which I mean, mm-hmm. for them, that's I mean, they're not going anywhere. Um, then they had to play at Portland. They get to play Phoenix at home. They get to play the Knicks at home. Then they play Houston at home. Then they have to play at Indiana. Then they have to play in New Orleans. Um, so oh, out of those seven games. That's, that's very tough. That's a very yeah. tough stretch. Yes. And, I mean, them right now, again, 
the difference between like the fifth and seventh seed are only like a game or a half game, you know, difference. They these seven games for the Lakers are very important. So with them not wanting to play, being that that seventh spot and playing the, the you know being the playing tournament, how many of these games do you think the Lakers need to win in order to avoid being in that tournament? They need to win like four out of the seven, I think. Okay. But do I think they're going to win four out of the seven if LeBron doesn't play in these in this back to back against the Clippers and Portland? I think Clippers and Portland. Yes. Who's also fighting for the same things that the Lakers are fighting for? Maybe right. the Clipper. Maybe the Clippers feel like they can rest because they have their spot secured, but. In the in the case of Portland, Portland's fighting for the same thing the Lakers are fighting for. And if there's no LeBron, if Anthony Davis doesn't step up like we know Anthony Davis can step up, and the team just lally gags around, then they can lose that game. They could lose to the Knicks because the Knicks are still trying to play for playoff position. Mm-hmm. They lose to the Suns unless like the Suns. The Suns also have you know their spot secured, but I don't think the Suns are the type of team that's going to take any game for granted. Right, especially not this season. Not this season, right? Exactly. And who who else was on there that you had? Um, you got Houston, you got Indiana, you got New Orleans. They can win those three games. Okay, they should win those three games. Maybe not Indiana, but they should beat Houston at one hundred percent, and they probably should be New Orleans as well. Okay, that's it. That's if at least Anthony Davis plays. Okay, I think Anthony Davis is most likely going to play all seven of these games, especially seeing like these for these first four that they have: the Clippers, Portland, Phoenix, and then the Knicks. For those four games, if they were to go four and zero in those games, then they might rest Anthony Davis for like a Houston game. And they should because if they go four and zero in those games, they're they're fine. Right, because because you think about it, they beat Portland. Portland's the other team they have to worry about other than Dallas to stay out of the play Right. If they beat Portland, then that kind of eliminates Portland from getting that spot in the fifth or sixth seed. They're going to be in the play-in probably. That is true. That is true. So do you think... Okay, so out of those four, those four main... Those four big ones, the Clippers, Trailblazers, Suns, and Knicks, who do you think... What are two of these four teams that you think that the Lakers can beat without LeBron but having AD? Uh, um... Uh, you said the four, which four of the teams? The Knicks, the mm-hmm. Clippers, Portland, mm-hmm. and who else? And Suns. Uh, they can beat the Knicks and probably the Suns. The Suns, okay. Why do you say the Suns? Because I think I don't know. I just think that the, beat us last time. They beat the Lakers last time they played. Right. A little bit more motivation there. And I guess I guess the Clippers too, but the Clippers are kind of tough. With, the Clippers have been tough with Rondo, right? So, who knows? I think that I think that they should at least win three, but I think they need to win four. Okay, gotcha. That, that makes sense. I, I kind of agree. I think that they need to at least win four out of the seven in order to kind of. I mean, four winning four out of the seven doesn't guarantee that they won't be in the tournament, but. It'll help them a lot, a lot more. They now, just course, need, they, they just need to beat Portland. That's the team that they need to beat. That is true. They need again, to beat them Portland. And Portland are right in the same. They're kind of in the same spot. Yeah. 
So I, I agree with that. Okay. I like that. So are um, you surprised that Portland wasn't able to pass the Lakers without AD and LeBron? Uh yeah, I kinda was. I'm not gonna lie. Because I, the Lakers offense was last in the league. Like unwatchable. Like I didn't even watch them <laughs> for some of those games that they played on offense. But their defense still top of the league, which is interesting yeah. without the, one of the best defensive players in the game and LeBron James, who's also no slouch on defense. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's sad how, how much their offense took a dip, but then you can kind of see that without having a the player like general. Anthony Davis yeah. and LeBron. Yeah. But it's, it is interesting that their defense was able to stay number one throughout this time, which is crazy. And it's, and it's also going to be more tough than these last seven games because who knows when Dennis Schroeder's going to come back. True, because he's out because of COVID protocols, right? Yeah. So that's two primary ball handlers that the Lakers desperately need that aren't going to play in this back-to-back. True. That is true. Uh, I mean, Schroeder could possibly come back for the Clippers. If not, I think he'll come back during the Portland game. Okay. If, as long as he doesn't actually have COVID. I think he just was around somebody that had it. But if he does have it, then I mean, that's a different story. Right. So I guess it just depends on if he has, if he has COVID or not. Um, hopefully he doesn't because league has been able to avoid COVID now for like the last few weeks but hopefully that there's no issues there um so I want to get your thoughts on the uh on LeBron's comments about the play-in tournament did you did you hear what he said oh yeah that uh the person that came up with the needs to be fired yeah and that is stupid yeah yeah so what are your what are your thoughts on that a lot of people have had opinions on it of course Some I mean people... go ahead go ahead I mean of course LeBron's gonna think that his team's like in the position to possibly be in it but right. I think he just said something like that to like send his team a message like we don't want to be in this thing okay but he did have but the thing about social media is that you know last year he did have a completely different perspective on the playing tournament he liked it last year but his team was also number one in the Western Conference last year so it's like when it affects you when it affects you directly you're obviously not going to like something but you know Human nature is gonna like dumb on LeBron because it's LeBron, right? That's true. Um, this so my my thinking it my thing about it is you had Mark Cuban and Luca had comments back on the playing tournament last month. Um, Mark Cuban thought <laughs> thinks that playing tournament is a, is a mistake, and then you got Luca who says he doesn't see the point in a playing tournament. And people kind of talked about it, but they also kind of, you know, blew it over. They were kind of like, okay, this is the comments on it, whatever. But then when LeBron said something LeBron. about it. It's not LeBron. Yeah, true. That was my biggest thing. I was like, listen, anybody who doesn't feel like their team should be in it or they don't like the idea of it, of course they're going to be against it. I mean, exactly. to be honest, the only teams that really don't mind a playing tournament are teams who are constantly below that eight seed every year. Mm-hmm. Who feel Those. like... The ones that feel like they can just shoot for a seven seed and have a chance at the playoff instead of just shooting to make the actual playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, like a team who is always right outside of and who is like, man, you got I don't know the Spurs at the eight seed and we the Grizzlies are the ninth seed, but we beat them two times this year. So it'd be nice to have a chance to play them because we feel like we're a better team than them, even though they have a better overall record than us. Teams who are like that don't mind the playing tournament, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, my other issue, not, not issue, but my other thing about it was 
back in 2018, LeBron was asked about a playing tournament then, and he didn't like the idea of it then also. I think a lot of people either didn't know about that or forgot about that, but he called it whack then. He said he didn't feel like, um, felt like if you didn't make the playoffs, like if you didn't make the eighth seed, then you just didn't make it. So why do you think he liked it last season? I think he just liked it last season because it was, he had the bubble going on last season. So with the bubble going on, you have more interesting basketball. Everybody's playing on a neutral ground, neutral grounds and a neutral floor. I just think he liked, he didn't mind the idea of it then. Even though I know the Lakers were the one seed, so it didn't affect him at all. But I just think that's what it was. I think he just was like, we're in a bubble anyway. We've been off basketball for how many, like five months they were off. It'll be interesting for the sport. It'll be interesting to watch. That's that's what I thought he thought. So you don't think it'll be interesting for the sport going forward? Um, I see both sides of it. Like I see why it annoys the teams who were who were like, hey, our record was good enough to be in the seven and eight spot. And it's not our fault that these other two teams couldn't, you know, be in a position we're in. So I see it that way. But then I do think it does make it interesting because sometimes those teams that are at that ninth and tenth seed, sometimes you're like, man, you know what? I get that their record didn't show how hard they fought towards the end of the year, but I do think that they deserve a shot. You see what I'm saying? So this playing tournament does give them a shot. And also, like, it just gives you – it gives you – uh, it gives you some playoff basketball early because, you know, most of these teams only got one shot. Like, once you lose, you're done. So it's like you get to see playoff basketball early and you get to see, like, some really good and intense games before the playoffs start, you know? So in that sense, I also like it. So I see I see both sides of it is what I'm trying to say. I see okay, why people so hate hap- it, but I see why people like it. So what happens if you got a seven seed? Say a seven seed is like 41 and 41, right? Right. The A seed is 42 and 40, right? Mm-hmm. The ninth seed is like 39 and 43, right? Mm-hmm. And what if the 10th seed is 27 and 55? Is the 10th seed going to make up a play-in tournament as well? Uh, I mean, yeah. They're still, they're they got they to the make the play-in play tournament, right? That doesn't, yeah. that's, that's the part that don't make no sense to me. Like, if we get a situation like that. Okay, I see what you're saying. If the 10th seed is just so bad, yeah, like, what's the bad. point? Like, what's the point of them even having a shot? See, again, that's the reason why I I see the excitement that it can bring. Um, I see how it could turn. It could change things. Like, you could have a ninth seed team who's been, like, really hot. Like, think about last year in the bubble, like, how hot Phoenix was. Like, imagine Mm -hmm. if they had gotten a shot at the playoffs, like, what they could have possibly done. Like, I mean, they went undefeated in the bubble. They were the only team to go undefeated in the bubble last year and were playing out of their minds. Like, what if they would have got a shot – in the playoffs you don't know what could happen or you know the they expect it could happen and they could have just got bounced in four by whoever played them well it would have probably been the lakers right yeah it would have been the lakers <laughs> so yeah yeah but i'm just saying like it's again like i said i see both sides of it but i, mm-hmm. I mean you do bring up a great point if what if that 10 seeds record is so bad it's like what is the point that i think i think it could be fixed if you just eliminate conferences when it comes to the playing at least the okay that would be interesting. Because if the 13th seed, if the 11th seed in the West is com- comparable to those teams in the East that have those close records, like what if they're like 42 and 40 as well? Better than the 7th seed in the East. Mm, okay, that's a good point. That could be, listen, after this year, with you already having two, two teams that have complained about it, and maybe a couple fan complaints 
Um, now, whether or not that's fans or teams who are possibly in it or not, they could be looking to change it. Possibly, you never know. So would you? So would you like eliminate conferences for the entire playoffs then, or just the play? Uh, probably not for the entire playoffs. But I mean, if you were looking to head that way, you could try it for the play in, and then see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I don't think it'd be smart to just go ahead and entire playoffs that'd be kind of dumb i don't think a lot of people would like that off the start but you can use the play-in as like an experiment with that oh, so yeah. that's yeah. so that's a pretty good idea though i like that you brought that up that's interesting mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever heard anybody say that this shit. but i just wanted to get your thoughts on 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 the play-in and what he said and how now it seems like this is my thing i think in the future after having luca having lebron complain about it this year I do think that going forward each year now, you're going to have some type of NBA star complaining about it if his team is in it. I think it's going to get to the point where it seems like the NBA and Adam Silver are going to rethink it. Eventually. Sure. Okay, eventually. Yeah, Yeah, eventually. I'm not saying they're going to change it immediately, but I do think eventually they'll start to rethink some things with it. Maybe not get rid of it, but maybe change some things like maybe do what you suggested. Mm-hmm. Or something of that nature. I, I think they'll find a way to try and polish it a little bit. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things. Like I said, it just it just depends on the circumstances. It, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but speaking of injuries, also injuries definitely affected the MVP race this year, in my opinion. Would you agree? Absolutely. Because um, LeBron, LeBron probably will be on trajectory to win. Or at least top three until before he got injured. Right. right. And now and maybe Kevin Durant as well. And James Harden. Yep. That's that's what I was about to say. I was about to say you had LeBron in there. He was he was front running it before he got injured. Um mm. then Kevin Durant was in there to start the season and then of course he had to come out for a little bit. And then James Harden had made his way into like the top three. Then now with his injury, he's completely out of it. So now you got Luka Don. I mean, not Luka Don. Excuse me. You got Nikola Jokic as number one front runner, and it seems like he's. I mean, he's about to run away with it at this point. It seems like. Um, so you got Luka. You seen got, his numbers? Yeah, no, so, I've seen. Well, it's not just his numbers. This is what he's doing. Also, like right, his, right, his scoring it. and his passing ability this year has been crazy. I get it. Um, get his playmaking. To me, him and James Harden have truly shown their elite playmaking abilities this year. Like, it's crazy. Uh-huh. It, it is crazy. Um, So, you got Nikola Jokic, number one right now. He's averaging 26, 10, and 8. Um, you got Joel Embiid, number two, who a lot of people... I mean, Joel Embiid is also another person that if he didn't get injured, he might be the front runner right now also. Because when LeBron got hurt, uh, LeBron was number one and Joel Embiid was number two. But... LeBron went down, Joel Embiid went down, but now Joel Embiid is number two behind Jokic, which is still good. I, I still think there's a possibility think, that he could win it, but Jokic would have to fall all the way off for him to end up taking that that one spot. I think that it'll still be Jokic. Yeah, for take, sure. Because look, if you compare the numbers, they're not they're they're similar until you get to the assists, right? I'm not really worried about Joel Embiid's assists, but right. their their um their records are comparable. Their team's records are comparable, aren't they? I'm not. I don't want to just say say that if it's not true. If you can confirm that, you got. Um, I'm not talking about season. Not, I'm talking about team records. Oh, you just talking about records? Oh, yeah. I, I don't have the records in front of me. I 
I would say that the better team is definitely. Do you think so? But what the 76ers showed me when Joel and B went out is they can still win games without him. I don't think the Nuggets can win games without Nikola Jokic. Because there was even times with him they couldn't win certain games. So And I agree with that. That's why that's another reason I feel like it should be Nikola Jokic. And yes, the 76ers are number one at 45 and 21 in the Eastern Conference. Right, and exactly. Denver's number three at 44 and 22. So they're very comparable. Okay, you're right. They are comparable. comparable. Yeah. Um, but again, like I said, 76ers can win games without Joel Embiid. They're proving that. They they can win games with just Ben Simmons. With Jokic, um, without he doesn't Jokic, have his best can't win he games. doesn't have his sidekick at Jamal Murray. That's another guy that got injured this season. Yeah, Jamal Murray. Yep. And so they're still and they're still rolling. Yeah, they, so exactly. I think it's, I th- yeah, I think Jokic is Jokic the clear cut MVP. I, I, MVP. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, so the number three, you got Giannis at 28, 11, and 5. Who is number two? Oh, Joel Embiid. Joel, Joel Embiid. Okay. Giannis oh, yeah. number three. Tw- Chris Paul is number four at 16, 4, and 8. And then, of course, we know Chris Paul's reasoning for being in it is not because of scoring, but rather because of his leadership and how he's been Based able to change the, the dynamic. Exactly. He's been able to change the dynamic of, uh, the, sons of are the, first. Uh, the Suns. The Suns are first in the East. I mean, in the West right now. Yeah, first in the West, and um, I think they got the number one overall record in the NBA right now. Yeah, and that's, and you could say that's Chris Paul. You you could say that it's Devin Booker really because his numbers are a lot better than Chris Paul's. But they've been had Devin Booker. Devin Booker's been on that team for a while, and they haven't done this until Chris Paul got there. So I think I think Chris Paul's positioning on this list ahead of Devin Booker is warranted. But right. I want to see, I want to see where Devin Booker is, because I think I think he deserves like some consideration as well. Okay, that's interesting. He is on here. We'll, we'll get to him, but you, I, I agree with that. Chris Paul, number four. The number five, you got Luca. Okay. At averaging twenty-eight, seven, and eight, mm-hmm. which is typical Luca numbers. Um, so I think I think that's warranted. Then you have Damian Lillard six, Steph Curry seven, you got Julius Randle eighth. You got Rudy Gobert ninth, and you got Devin Booker ten. Okay. Uh, so, what do you think not... about Steph Curry being seventh? And the reason why I bring him up is because, like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, every a lot of people were saying Steph Curry should be the MVP. Steph Curry should be the MVP. Now he's kind of. I mean, he. Had, I mean, he's coming off a crazy month of March, though. Like, I mean, month of April. Like, I can't. Uh, it's hard to deny what he just did in that month, but. Now that he's kind of slowed down a little bit, and his team has he slowed winning down as much. I mean, I guess I mean maybe he had. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, he only slowed down from how hot he was earlier. Now he, it's not like he's only he's only putting up like fifteen or twenty. Now he's he's still scoring, but his slowing down is going from thirty five to thirty. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's how I mean. That's pretty yeah. much it. <laughs> um, he's still on fire. But how do you feel about? Steph Curry being number seven. Do you think okay. that that's warranted? Do you think that's kind of disrespectful considering what he's done this year? Okay, let's do this. I'm gonna I'm say a name that's in front of him, and you tell me whether they deserve to be in front of him. Okay. Nicole Jokic. Yes, right. Yeah. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, Giannis. Yeah. Okay. Um, Damian Lillard. Uh, that's a toss-up, but probably not. Exactly. I, but I would, I would, 
I would even honest I would even honestly um what was I gonna say? I would honestly Damn, what I was gonna say. I would honestly consider him over Giannis is what I was gonna say. Because I okay. think Steph Curry I think Steph Curry, what he's doing right now mm-hmm. should uh put him in a top three type category. I don't care what his record is because they didn't care what Russell Westbrook's record was when he was putting up triple doubles. Ooh, okay. So and like he won the MVP. Okay. And he won okay. an MVP. So well, I don't know. I don't understand why Steph Curry's number seven and he's putting up thirty five points a game lately on like crazy shooting percentages and willing that Warriors team to win when we didn't think they were going to win even as many games that they won. So I think that Steph Curry deserves a little bit more more consideration for MVP as well as Julius Randle, man. Why is Julius Randle in not in the top five? Uh, that's a good question. Maybe because, because people slept on him name. so long until recently. Oh yeah, and because of his name value. I think I think that the MVP is about names and stories. Steph Curry has a name and the story, and Julius Randle has a story. I think they both should be top five in the MVP race. That's just my opinion. Who am I knocking out though? That's tough because who, yeah, that, who you have number five? You question. have Luca at number five. Yeah, Luca's number really, five. Yeah, can't really knock anybody out. I, I mean, I guess Giannis because, like I said, he's won two in a row. I don't think they're going to give Giannis the third MVP in a row. You think he deserves a third MVP in a row? His team's not even number one. Not even number. Not even. He's not. His team's not even doing what got him the MVP. The last couple last years, two of years, yeah, right, right. So, mm. I quit. I don't know who, who else I take out though, because you can't really take anybody else out. I think I think I put Julius Randle and Luka Doncic at five A and five B, and I put Steph Curry at number two after Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid at number three. Okay, you know what? I respect that. I don't, I don't mind it at all. I respect it. Um, this my and Giannis thing, number four. Giannis number four. Okay, got. It. This is my only thing about Steph being like a top five, top three MVP candidate. I like it. I don't mind it. I just hate that Bradley Bill got so disrespected early on in the year with not having a case for being top five MVP candidate because the Wizards weren't winning. Bradley Bill, but Bradley Bill, their their records are comparable, right? They're like both like around five hundred and thirty wins, right? Right. Bradley Bill has an all-star teammate that's putting a triple double. That's averaging a triple double. Steph that Curry is, doesn't have it. That's true, but Steph Curry also does have a teammate by his side that he's won three rings with, and that he's gone to five straight finals with. Is Draymond Green still Draymond Green though? Has he, he been doing Draymond Green things? I mean, I get that his numbers may not show it, but see, Draymond Green does all the stuff that don't show up on the stat sheet though. Yeah. That's the thing about yeah. Draymond Green: it's his leadership, it's his ability to, to coach up. A lot of those young players during the game, it's the plays that he makes, the plays that he knows that Steph likes. Like it's it's the little things again that don't show up on the stat sheet with Draymond. Like no, he's not averaging. No, he's not dropping 15 a game, but he's giving you boards and he's giving you assists and he's playing lockdown D for you. And again, he's like another he's like another coach when he's on the court. So yeah, I so get you that. think so you think that Bradley Bill deserves more. 
or as much consideration as Steph Curry does. I'm not saying as much as Steph, but I do think he deserves some consideration, yes. Because, I mean, now Steph is now leading the league in scoring, but Bradley Bill once was this year, too. And when he was leading the league, people still kept saying, yeah, he's doing phenomenal, but it's not leading the wins. And I'm like, okay, you got a point there. Um, but, I mean, it's same is still kind of happening with Steph. Like, yes, they, they, they're they getting wins, but, I mean, they're not winning. They're not winning that much more than the Wizards are right now. So that's my that's all I got to say about it. I don't think he deserves more recognition. Steph, heck no. But I just think he deserved a little more recognition this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so who's your MVP then? Is it Jokic? Oh uh, yeah, Jokic is my MVP for sure. Um, at this point, I Mine think he's gonna run away with it. Again, the only thing that could happen is if he, if he literally fell all the way off by scoring zero points in the next six games, and then Joel Embiid dropped forty in the next six games. That's like the only way he could lose it. But other than that, I mean, he he's winning it this year. This must deserve. Yeah. But I will say this though, Joel I will Embiid say this though, is gonna be my front runner for next year. Okay. I we'll see. We'll see about that. That's an interesting point. I think I think it's a valid point. He, he could very well be. But Miles, I was just about to say, the thing about Jokic, if Jokic doesn't drop any points in the next couple of games, he's probably gonna have like twenty rebounds or twenty assists. So, so. Oh yeah, that is true. Like, <laughs> okay, you got you got. It's like he's still right. putting up MVP numbers. Okay, so it's interesting that you brought up Chris Paul and Devin Booker um, in your MVP conversation because, well, first of all, I like how much respect you're showing Devin Booker. I also like how much respect you're showing Chris Paul because a lot of people don't feel like Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation. But I think it's... I don't understand because... how that's... Like, how? Because what was the fun? The Suns weren't even sniffing the playoffs before Chris Paul got there. You think it's Jay Crowder that got the Suns number one? Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. I was I was like, who do you think is the reason why the Suns are the number one seed right now? I, I mean, it helps it helps with all the injuries in the league, but we'll talk about that another time. But go ahead. But most recently, since you brought them up, most recently in the most recent power rankings, the Suns were the number one seed in the power rankings. Um, mm-hmm. So my question to you is. Since you got a lot of respect for Book and you got a lot of respect for Chris Paul, and right now the number one seed in the West, I think they got the number one overall best record, and they're trying to get the number one overall seed in the NBA. Do you think that they are legit contenders to make it out of the West this year? <laughs> I think they're a legit team, but I ain't got that much respect for them now. I think that okay. I think that the Clippers, the Lakers, if healthy. And the Denver Nuggets all can beat the Suns in the playoffs. Okay. What about the Jazz? The Jazz without Donovan Mitchell, I don't think so. Okay. Because that's because that's the whole thing with the Jazz. The Jazz without Donovan Mitchell. The Jazz with Donovan Mitchell, I wasn't really I wasn't really on board with them as a real contender anyway. But then without Donovan Mitchell, I don't see it at all. I like Jordan Carson, but like who's Jordan Carson really gonna win them a playoff series? Mm, Rudy Gobert is not going to be an offensive force. Who's going to whether where all the points going to come from when somebody can zero in on what they like to do offensively? Okay, that's a, that's a valid point. I like Mike Conley too. Mike Conley too is a playmaker. I respect. The, I respect the Jazz. I just don't think that the Jazz. I think they're a foe number two seed. 
like I thought they were four number ones. He kind of like the Hawks, like I said, the Hawks back when they had Jeff Teague and Paul Millsap and Kyle Corver and mm-hmm. Al Horford all be all stars. Did anybody really believe in the Hawks back then? I don't think so. <laughs> I think more people might believe in the, this Jazz team than the Hawks, though, that Hawks team, but I don't know. I just think they're going to run into somebody, both them and Phoenix, that's going to beat them in the playoffs. Okay. I got a lot of okay. respect for both teams, though. Don't okay. Be I, I, no, no, no. I respect that a lot. I, I see. So the power ring is you got Phoenix number one, you got Utah number two, you got Philadelphia number three, you got Brooklyn number four, and you got Denver number five. Mm-hmm. So you're the top two teams in the power rank is current. That you feel like can't make it out of the West. <laughs> that's that's a, that's crazy, ain't it? But it's okay, like, yeah, but uh, I think they, I think one of the teams make the conference finals. I put that, I put it that way. One of those teams okay, but which team though? Which Phoenix. team? You think Phoenix makes the conference finals? Yeah, and I think they lose to either the Clippers or the Lakers in the conference finals. Okay, I respect that. So you think that the Suns have a better chance of making it to the conference finals than the Utah Jazz? And that's just because of Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell's not there. That's all. Okay. Because what no, do you okay, think Donovan Mitchell that. would be in the MVP race if he was still healthy as the Jazz number one seed? Because you know the Jazz don't really get no respect from the media. You think that he's gonna he would be like in the top five in MVP? Or you think he'd just be top ten, kind of like I, around that I book think that. I think he'd be top five. You think so? I think I he'd be top he five because I think he just replaced Rudy Gobert. That's all. Like Rudy Gobert was like ninth, right? Yeah, he was nine. Yeah. Yeah, I think he just replaced Rudy Gobert because the media is not gonna not paying attention to the Jazz like that. Okay, you got a, okay. You got a point, but I do think that if he was the number one overall seed still. That it would be a little hard not to try and put him in the top five. Yeah, that 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 would be my only thing. Because I mean, again, Chris Paul's number four, and again, you know, Phoenix is the the number one team in the power rankings, and they got the number one overall record right now. Yeah. So that that's the only reason why I say that. I do think he would be in it, and that he would be top five if he was if he wasn't hurt. Um, and but when I was right. talking about my top five MVP candidates, I le- I left out Chris Paul. I didn't mean to leave out Chris Paul, but I think I put Chris Paul at six because I don't think I I, I don't think I put him over Giannis because if, just because of his numbers. I know his impact and all that, but but just because of his numbers, sixteen points. You look back, you look back ten years from now, you look back at the MVPs of the league and you see Chris Paul sixteen points, four rebounds, eight assists. Think about that, and you're gonna think like, "Oh, that don't make any sense, right?" Yeah, it, does, it doesn't like it doesn't match because Giannis like unbelievable numbers for the last two years, right? Right. And this Chris Paul is just like average, like somebody somebody a, a role player can come off the bench and average that. Basically, is what I'm saying, and he be <laughs> winning MVP with those numbers. I'm not. I mean, right. I'm, it's not like a slight to Chris Paul. But it's like, it just wouldn't make, I ain't gonna say it wouldn't make sense because the impact is still there. He might be the actual most valuable player for this year because right. of what his impact did to that team. So who knows? But I okay. have him fixed. 
Okay, I respect it. I, I respect it. I do think I will say this: he's not going to win it. It's going to be Jokic. Yeah, um, but I do Jokic. think that with the Phoenix Suns having the best record in the NBA currently, possibly he can finish the season with the number one overall seed. And with him and a teammate being in the top ten MVP in the MVP race right now, between what he's done this year with the Suns and what he was able to do last year with OKC, when again, I'll forever say that Houston sent him to OKC yeah, to retire, and he made them a, a playoff team and a threat in the playoffs, to where they were a few seconds away, a few minutes away from possibly beating the Rockets. Um, I just think that he's shown between what he did with OKC and what he's doing this year with Phoenix that it's not all about points with him. It's not all about his numbers. His his impact on his team is more than just numbers. Right. Absolutely. It's his leadership. And to me, that has definitely if you if you got nothing else from Chris Paul's career, you could at least take away that. That his It'll impact be, on his team is, is different than numbers. You know what? Chris it's more Paul. than numbers. You know what Chris Paul winning MVP this season would be comparable comparable to? What would it be comparable to? It would be comparable to like Steve Nash winning over Kobe Bryant. Like Steve, like Chris Paul winning over Steph Curry would be comparable to to uh Steve Nash winning over Kobe Bryant. If you take off if you take Jokic and all them out of the equation, just use those two players as examples. Right. No, I can and see he, that. And he plays a Phoenix too, which is you know, <laughs> Adds even more to it. Adds even more to it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I think Chris Paul's gonna win. I think it's definitely gonna be Jokic. But I just made that comparison because it kind of fits. Steph, Steph's like in the position where Kobe was in, and CP's like in the position where Steve Nash was in. Like back then, you didn't think Steve Nash's sons would win a championship, but they were still like the number one and number two seed. Okay, very very good point. Yeah. Good point. You're right. You're right. Um, I do though. I do. I will say that it really is interesting though that you mentioned that top two teams in the power rankings right now are most likely not the teams that are going to come out of the West because pretty much everybody else feels the same way. That's the only reason why I say that. Like everybody else still feels like it's either going to be the Clippers or the Lakers coming out of the West. Mm-hmm. Nobody feels like it's going to be the Suns or the Jazz at all. Like it's not even close. Now, of course, you got Suns fans and Jazz fans who feel that way, but nobody else is putting their money on the Suns or the Jazz making it out of the West. Everybody is saying either Lakers or Clippers. Mm-hmm. We've seen we've seen Chris Paul lose too many times when he counts. No, no disrespect to Chris Paul, but right. I keep saying that. <laughs> but we've seen the Suns not be in even in the playoffs for at least what ten years. Since they made the conference finals last time against the Lakers, have they been in the playoffs since? I don't think so. Have we mm-hmm. seen Chris Paul come up short year after year after year in the playoff? So it's like we haven't seen it before. I got to go back to what I said about the Jazz. I haven't seen it yet. I got to see it. But you know, when you show me, then like the Heat did last year, they showed me. So now, no matter what the Heat are doing right now, I still think they have a chance to you know make it far in the playoffs because okay. of what they did last season. Okay. I, res- I respect that. I respect that a lot. The Suns um, and the Jazz is going to have to do something similar to show me that they're going to be able to maintain what they've done in the regular season in the playoffs. Okay. 
you know, I agree with that. I agree with that. They, like you said, Phoenix hadn't been it. Like that's part of what I feel like is gonna hurt Phoenix come playoff time is just the lack of experience. Lack of experience. Yeah, that's that's just gonna hurt. I mean, think about it. You got, I think the person who's been the furthest in the playoffs is Crowder. Yeah, Crowder's been in the finals, hasn't he? That's what I'm saying. Crowder's been to the finals, <laughs> yeah. so technically he's been the furthest out of all his teammates. I wouldn't but say he's not he like more a leader like than that. Chris Paul, but oh no, 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 not that. But he's been further. But he's like, been he's further been in, in the playoffs, like yeah. literally been further in the playoffs than anybody yeah. in that team. Yeah, that's how I mean it. But that's just one of those things that hurts you later on in the playoffs. It's just that lack of experience, man. Is it? So that's yeah. one of the things they lack. But I will say that with them being able to show that they can be a one seed, be number one in the power rankings, and possibly having the best overall record in the NBA is going to help them so much more going into next season. Like, especially with one to get better role players to fit around Chris Paul and Devin Booker for next year. Because you've already seen Chris Paul and Devin Booker work. I mean, they're showing you right now. Showing them with their record, and then they're both top 10 in, in the MVP race right now, which is good. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like this is what Houston thought James Harden and Russell Westbrook would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Com- something comparable to what Phoenix is doing. Like they're the number one seed, that number one and two, that one and two guards, that two best players are working together, and it's yep. working. Mm, so okay, it's just, you know. that's true. I like that. I, I didn't think about. I haven't thought about it that way. Or I haven't heard anybody else say that either. But that's a good point. Right, that's a good point. I, I agree with that. Um, or a or even James Harden and Chris Paul. Ooh, yeah. But hey, listen, they, they were one game away though. Play from the finals. Yeah, you're right. Let's see. Dude. Let's see how far close the Sun team is to the finals. Yeah, that but I is, feel like, I, I feel like Devin Booker is a more is a, a player that's more suited for Chris Paul's game than James Harden was. Chris Paul and James Harden both want to dominate the ball. They're, Devin Booker's a scorer. He doesn't have to dribble, dribble, dribble. He can he can like play off the ball. But right. he can score playing off the ball in different ways. I'm not saying James Harden couldn't. He just wasn't embracing it at the time. I mean, you got a point. You're right. You're right. Okay. It'd be interesting to see what happens to Phoenix in the in the playoffs. I'm definitely gonna be watching them closely on mm-hmm. playoff time I especially want to see if they end up being the number one seed in the West which I think they will be I do want to see who the eighth seed that they have to play if it's the Warriors man and Steph Curry's in the playoffs with a chance to like knock them off after he loses the MVP after he feels like he should have won it that's the motivation for him man I'm ready for the playoff I said I was checked out but I'm about to check back in real quick <laughs> Yeah, I do think it'll be it'll be good. good. Yeah, I was about to say that would be uh, especially man if he if he were to beat if he were to make it to the eighth seed and then beat the number one seed in the West, man, that that would first of all be like people be like people be like damn he's maybe she he should have won MVP. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It would be another one of those things where like like how Giannis did bad in the playoffs last year and how they lost and everybody was like dang maybe LeBron should have been MVP it'd be one of those situations mm-hmm. where we would have another year where everybody's like okay the wrong person won MVP again mm-hmm. so it, it would be interesting um, but you got anything else to add 
No, nah, that's right. it. We got anything else to add? It's good to be back. That's what I got to add. Yeah, right. It exactly. It's good to be back. We got some more stuff to drop. We got some more stuff coming soon. Um, we'll see, interesting to see if the Lakers will get get it together these last seven games. Um, Luca's probably a hundred percent the MVP. It's there's no way. Like it's Jokic. it's no Jokic. way. Yeah, why do I keep saying Luca? Nikola Jokic, excuse me, is one hundred percent the MVP. Is no you got way. Got the wrong European. Yeah, yeah, I know. Is there's no way he's losing it? And then um. I think the Suns will be able to lock in the one seed in the West and the number one overall seed. And I don't think anybody predicted that happening with them or the Jazz. Because, I mean, that was the Jazz at one point. I don't think anybody saw that coming for this year, which is interesting. Next time, we got to talk about fan attendance in the playoffs because, like, they're going to vary by city. And I don't think that's very fair. I think there should be a set. I think there should be a set. We can talk about it later if you want to, but I think there should be a set number. Of fans for every arena, because if each, yeah, because if like one team's not able to have any fans, and the other team's able to have like ten ten thousand fans, that's just like what in the playoff series. But you know, that we'll talk about it another. Time. Yeah, it could change things. You know, we'll talk. We'll talk about it when we bring. When, uh, we can do our playoff predictions. Right. Right. That's it, though. You got anything else? No, that's it. All right, this has been another episode of the Point Godcast. We'll see y'all next time.